0: Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. My co hosts today are Chris Skull and the Hollywood A-lister, Nicholas Cage. Uh, together J- at last. Together, the three of us, <laughs> the three amigos. It's of... only a matter of
1: time.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm more excited to have you on the show, obviously. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: thanks mate. Um, but it is cool to have Nick Cage on <laughs> and to ask Stop him the calling questions. calling
1: him Nick. Stop calling him Nick.
0: Really? <laughs> have I started doing that?
1: <laughs> is it Nicholas? Is it Nicholas? That's Nick. I'd say Nick Cage. It's
0: not like I've said, oh, it's Chris Skull and my mate Nick. (laughs) At least I'm saying Cage with it. I've not gone fully mad. Um, But both equally wonderful guests um, today on FA Cup semi-final day. And what a thriller that was.
1: Oh, man, so much drama. So much drama.
0: Drama everywhere. And drama, really, the trade of today's uh, halftime entertainment, Nick... uh, I almost said Nick Clegg. (laughs) Maybe we should get him next week. <laughs> Ask Nick Clegg about whether he's ever had of <laughs> Philps pasty in Watch Forest. Enjoy the show.
1: Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: Welcome to Rock and Roll Football, and welcome to the fantastic Chris Skull.
1: Thanks for having me, Matt. Exciting! Exciting. Oh, I love days like this. It's, for,
0: I think, for football fans, these this like royal wedding type stuff. There's <laughs> yeah, a, there's an yeah. element of pageantry involved.
1: I know it's the right weather for an FA Cup semi-final as well.
0: Oh, it's such a special day, and of course, plenty of games in the Premier League. The early kickoff: uh, Spurs nil, Brighton nil. The early kickoff in League One: Rotherham nil, Ipswich Town nil. Here to preview a red hot day of action. On a red hot day itself, is Chris Skull.
1: As the Skillers' seminal classic Mr Brightside enters a record-breaking sixth year in the UK Top 100 chart, we sadly bid farewell to Sean Dyche's decade-long reign in the Clarets. It started out with a loss. How did it end up like this? It was only a loss. It was only a loss to Norwich. Burnley, of course, an unfashionable club in relegation trouble with eight games to go. It's surely only a matter of time until they rename the place Big... Sam's Town. And somebody told me Burnley will take on the Mighty Hammers (laughs) tomorrow at London Stadium in front of the best stadium presenter in the Premier League. I got news for you baby, you're looking at the man. In our 12.30 Premier League kickoff, Tottenham's form up to now has been wonderful, wonderful, but they're currently nil-nil against Brighton at White Hart Lane. And let's face it, the game of the day is the FA Cup semi-final at 3.30 who'll be smiling like they mean it at the end of this one. It's Manchester City versus Liverpool at Wembley. And with no trains, let's hope both sets of fans have gas in the tank (laughs) elsewhere in the Premier League at three Manchester United fans sit there in their heartache waiting on some beautiful Portuguese boy to (laughs) save you from your old ways he pleads forgiveness after last week watch it now here he comes Cristiano Ronaldo will lead the line as United take on Norwich at Old Trafford United have only scored once in their last 270 minutes of football what they wouldn't give to open up their eager eyes and see Norman Whiteside plus potential new boss Sensational. Eric Ten Hag is waiting in the wings. He doesn't look a thing like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman, <laughs> oh. like you imagined when you weren't rubbish. As St. Mary's oh. Southampton fans host Arsenal, and the Gunners fans can't look, it's killing them. <laughs> After two defeats on the bounce, Saints will fancy their chances to come out on top. In that one. Oh. And poor old Watford fans still reeling from defeat at home to Leeds last week. Could they face another headache, <laughs> another heartbreak as they take on Brentford at Vicarage Road? Is Roy Hodgson superhuman or is he a Chancer? <laughs> we'll know by 5 pm, so come see what all the hot fuss is about. Oh. It's Absolute Radio's indie rock and roll football for me. Oh, Scully, sensational. <laughs>
0: Absolutely sensational. There we go medley of puns and songs <laughs> and wonder. What a day. It's a lovely day today. We hope you've got your... Sh- I've got my shorts on Yeah. The first time this year. your
1: legs out, those pale legs. Good to see them again. Pale,
0: scabby legs. They are... Ter- I've got terrible legs. You know, some men like to show their legs off. Yeah. I don't. I do it purely because I'm too warm in trousers. My legs are off. They're pale and I look like I've been shot at
1: by a gang with BB guns. I look like I've been peppered. <laughs> You don't dress like a top political commentator. Like
0: it's because I'm not a top (laughs) political commentator. (laughs) What do you think I should dress more seriously? Because I do political stuff.
1: It's a bit. It's a bit. uh, You remember like uh, Harry Enfield's teenager. That's that's how I would describe (laughs) the Teenager? Kevin the teenager.
0: Well, I've got a Euro '96 England shirt on reproduction. Reproduction. The (laughs) the grey away kit.
1: An unofficial reproduction. Yeah, but it looks real. Yeah, you've augmented it with real badges.
0: I sewed the arm patches. (laughs) <laughs> such a sad, oh, I was such a sad boy. Um, but I just like, you know what? Where else am I going to wear this than on a football show with the guy obsessed with the nineties? Yeah, I did this. I, I dressed up for you. For
1: me, just for me. But that's the that's the kit you're wearing. The grey kit that we lost uh, to Germany in Euro '96. That's the saddest kit of the nineties, really.
0: Yeah, but I like the fact that it's a bit rare. Yeah, because obviously everyone—I've got the white kit as well. Obviously, I've got lots of England shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm just so
0: excited! This FA Cup semi-final day, so I thought I should wear a, a yeah. kind of national shirt for a national day.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, fine.
0: fine. I am the football equivalent of those people who wait outside the hospital when a royal baby's going to be born. <laughs> you, know, you see, like, where do you buy a Union Jack suit? <laughs> where do you actually get that? I mean, I'm sure you can get it on the internet, but you know, I'm, oh yes, I—I think it'll be a lovely baby, and uh, we've been here for seven days. Uh, this basically only. Wimbledon tickets and royal babies that attract that sort of crowd.
1: At London Stadium, last West Ham game, we had, I had to announce there were four generations of East London pearly kings and queens down. And I was like, for generations? I don't understand how pearly kings and queens... Well, is, it, is there like a royal family? They're like, how does that... Oh, I see I what nothing, you mean. I know nothing about that.
0: Well, are you a pearly king or queen? Get in touch. How tell us. Tell us about your culture and about your ways. Um, now, I have to tell you something. Have you ever had a man crush? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who have you had man crushers on? Uh
1: Joe Cole, back in the day. Okay. Yeah. Um sh- no, no, Liam's shaking his head, he's not feeling Joe Cole, no? no, he's not, no. Um, well, he's not
0: feeling him, he's at work. <laughs> Beckham! Beckham, come Beckham. on! That's such a yeah. cliché, man! I would like, Stuart Pearce. Yeah, okay. Des Lynham. Real men, okay?
1: Real. Jimmy Hill.
0: real. No, men. no, 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 not Jimmy Hill. Alan Hansen? Yeah. Yeah. But that's like that's more of like a that's more of a um, normal crush. He's just good looking. <laughs> anyway, I've got an, I've got a man crush on a taxi driver. Okay, I've right. got the taxi I got in today is an amazing driver called Dean, and we just got him really well. I like won those tax, one, you're looking at me like I've done something wrong. <laughs> Where's this guy, right? Well, it's well, it's, go no further than this, but he was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, man, I wish we could be... You know you want to be mates with someone? How did
1: this start? So, hang on, you get in the... Does it start when you see the little picture of his face? And you're like, oh, hello. No, no,
0: it was just pulled up and he was just a very chirpy guy. Lovely guy. He told me he'd driven Johnny Vaughan once. Okay. And Vaughan had given him a shout-out on the radio. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. So then I'm like, (laughs) that makes me as good as Vaughan. (laughs) But he was just so cool. I could have talked to him all day.
1: (laughs) What What's inside the car? Did it smell nice? Is it like...
0: Oh yeah, lovely, lovely vibe in there. Great atmosphere in the back of the taxi. But it was more, you know, when you just get on with someone really well. You're like, oh man, I almost felt like saying, actually, just drive me around town.
1: <laughs> is that weird? Yes, it is. is did it? you say? Did you say to him, I'll give you five stars before you get out?
0: No, I didn't. No, uh, I think he knew lie. I was going to give him five stars. <laughs> it just it was taken straight. Yeah. But do you have? Okay, in light, maybe you've made a new friend this week, or there's someone you wish you were friends with. Like somebody who works in your local pub or something like that. I'm really friendly with my postman, Dave. And he, he, I haven't seen him for ages. I'm like, I'm really missing.
1: Really? You know what, the, <laughs> really? Are, <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> the postman, Dave. Yeah. But the, the, uh, my milkman um, is, like, the loveliest man. Just a great energy. And he's becoming a bit of a local celebrity. He turned on the Christmas lights where I live. Shout out to Steve. Wow, this Monsters. is
0: amazing. Right, OK, so who is your man or woman crush? Yeah. Who is it in your daily life that you encounter, that you, you kind of almost want to ask if you could be friends, but it would be inappropriate. <laughs> Matt in Nottingham says, My man crush is the one and only Steve Cooper. What a beautiful man. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's not me, by the way. That is a genuine text in. I don't you really think I've just texted myself <laughs> to generate content. But yes, I've, I've, I, you know what? There's a lot of taxi drivers. I get on really well with taxi drivers. Dear, London cabbies. They're some of the best people you can talk to. They've big personalities. All got
1: stories. Yeah. All the stories.
0: And they know where they're going, and they, they can got... use bus lanes. Man, honestly, you've got to get a London <laughs> you cab. Gotta... You've got to do it before you die. You've got to make sure you ride in a London cab at least once. It's My favourite thing to do.
1: <laughs> I don't like the chat though. Sometimes you know, like like sometimes Ooh. I put down an early marker. You know, I don't always want to chat. No, that's fair. So I put I put the headphones in as an early marker. Yeah. Let them know you're there.
0: Get Ooh. in there, you
1: know. I mean, I know what do you mean. if You like in the mood, but you always on, want to chat. You always on, want to chat.
0: Not always, but on the whole, because they're <laughs> funny guys and they know a load of stuff. They know a load of history. I mean, I'm obsessed with the knowledge. Anyway,
1: isn't that incredible? Is that still a thing? This it's still a thing. What do you mean? Is so it got sat navs, Matt? It's 2022.
0: Yes, but what you also have is temporary traffic uh, lights, all sorts of other things that but you don't need cover the skills. The knowledge, do no, I? but what they no, but because they know the whole layout of the city, they know then which way to go. Okay. How many times have you been in an Uber and they don't know where they're going? And it, what if the app drops out and stuff like that? These guys are experts. What if part the internet stops grid.
1: working? Come on, mate.
0: But it does sometimes <laughs> stop working. Sometimes you can't get reception on your phone, can you? These guys are the internet. Yeah. They themselves have the knowledge.
1: You're just nostalgic to a pre-internet time, I think. That's, Do you think? That's what's happening here. You just You'd hate all this new technology. You just want it all in someone's head. Come, wait, that's why you sat there in your Euro 96 shirt. Oh, Matt, man. You, need to, you need to get get, get a calendar, have a look at it. It's 2022, yeah? <laughs> get a calendar and have <laughs> a look at it!
0: But that would be retro. Why don't I just Google it, tech yeah. boy? <laughs> Elon Musk here banging on about the future and he's wanting me to go out and buy a calendar. I do have a calendar, actually, and it's yeah. a Nottingham Forest one. Oh, lovely. And this month is Stuart Pearce because he's 60 in April this uh, year.
1: Oh, is Steve Cooper a month?
0: I'm not sure. I I never look forward. I only... I I like each month to be a surprise. (laughs) Am I sad? (laughs) Order! Order! It's time now for Prime Minister's Questions Extra Time and now call the honourable member for Rock and Roll
1: South, Matt Dyson. Mr Speaker, Matthew Dyson is on holiday this week. Are you aware? Oh, sorry So I, I
0: apologise
1: to the honourable member the honourable member Chris Skull the,
0: the honourable member for quickly Kevin South
1: <laughs> I put it thank you thank you I put it to the right honourable gentleman opposite me that it is too hot to hide easter eggs outside as part of an easter egg hunt what does he say about that
0: yeah. Well, I, 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 I know the question with the old woman, and I know that many people are concerned about this. But I know what's going on here. This this is just a front for anti-Easter propaganda. Yeah. And there are those in this house, Mr. Speaker, who don't want us to eat chocolate at all. They want us to eat protein balls and <laughs> tofu shakes, and they don't want they don't want the Cadbury's Dairy Milk. They don't even want they don't even want Milky Bars, Mr. Speaker. Yeah. This question is an attack on our way of life. And he, the honourable member opposite, who sits there, by the way, for the, for the, for the people listening here, with a skin head, yes, <laughs> sat there like a yobbo. Yeah. And he dares attack me for wearing a Euro 96 reproduction shirt. Yeah. Which I think a lot of men and women in this country would see as the height of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I say I will not stand for this nonsense, and, and that, is, that is the real difference. Is those who like an egg cup. Look, I take the point that in sweltering heat, it is not always the best thing to do to cover chocolate in foil and leave it under direct sunlight. But I tell you, when I look at the melted goo as I open that foil and I lick it off my <laughs> hands and it drips down my bib, I know I am a happier man than the honourable member opposite will ever be. <laughs>
1: Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt
0: Ford and Matt Dyson. We've had a text from a taxi driver here. Eh? Yeah. It says, I'm a London taxi driver. Doing the knowledge is like into doing two degrees back-to-back in his no-mean feet. Yes, sat-navs are used sometimes, but it's only to pinpoint the exact location of a destination. The actual process of learning the knowledge is unparalleled and most students drop out due to difficulty and commitment required. In your face, Chris Skull.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. Look respect to black cab drivers. I have been Googling it and uh, using that new fancy Google thing we've got now, Matt.
0: Oh, man. It's
1: called the On The Internet Super Highway and uh, it turns out, yeah, it is actually quite hard. It's really
0: hard. I think most people do know that.
1: 60,000 roads you've got to learn, I think it is. That's a lot of 20,000 landmarks.
0: And also in a city like London where new areas just spring up. Think of Canary Wharf, think of the city. When a lot of these cabbies did the knowledge, they didn't even exist. (laughs) Think about that. The (laughs) continual pace of change. (laughs) Well, we're talking about sort of men we admire today. <laughs> we just saw Francis Bernardo. talking oh. about the man crushers. God. You know what's odd? In the 90s when he had a moustache, you would never have known he was so handsome. He shaves that off. It's like when Kevin Webster shaved his tash off in <laughs> Coronation Street. All of a sudden you're like, oh, hello, yeah. Michael Lavelle.
1: It's such a dominant thing on the face, isn't it? A moustache. Like mm. Big Sam shaved his off years ago, but I still think his face looks bald without it. Like, actually, there's a man who needs a moustache. It's
0: almost like he had it for so long, his skin is just so pale, it will never... (laughs) It's almost like if he got a tan, you'd
1: expect him to start like a white mark in between his nose and upper lip. Um, His his top lip has the age of like a 10-year-old. Like, the rest of his face is really weathered, but because the the moustache just kept it really young.
0: Oh, that's a good idea, actually. If you want to look young in later life, grow a full beard as soon as you can. This only applies to men and then just shave it off maybe in your 60s, 70s, and your skin will be pristine.
1: Well, this little Benali, we were just saying Benali, the thing that started this, he's so handsome. God, he's the gorgeous. The moustache was holding him back. It, like It just protected him yeah. from all the weathering of uh, playing at Southampton. It was 90. basically just a really furry
0: mask that he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who looks better? Who, who's the guy who was in? Was it Burt Reynolds or yeah. Tom Selleck? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen a Selleck with that attached, but he really suits him.
1: Yeah, that's, he's got that perfect head. He looks a bit like Big Sam with a moustache, doesn't he? But you remember, what about Laura? <laughs> no, yeah, Tom, Tom Selleck's Selleck. gorgeous, pink Sam. He's not like Tom, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, like Magnum P.I.? Yeah. About, he looks exactly like Big Sam okay, with a moustache. hold on.
0: I know that we're talking about the right Tom Selleck. My question is, are we talking about the same <laughs> Sam Allardyce? Sam Allardyce. They look
1: exactly the same. No, they, Tom Selleck is a heartthrob. Yeah, but they, the moustache, they've got the same facial structure, same hair. I hope for
0: your sake you'll never mugged and have to give a <laughs> description to the police. You're like, uh, it was a young girl, but she looked just like Sam Allardyce. Who looks better with a moustache, and who would look better without one? At the start of this year, I found my first grey hair. Literally on 1st uh, really? of January. 1st of January. Went into the toilet, looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, I've got my grey First grey hair, just here. 1st oh, of Jan. Really? I was like, what a day to notice it. I, it had a mild sort of wobble about it for about a minute. And then I thought, basically, it's like, I've never dyed my hair. And now, you know, my body is going to do it for me for free. I'm going to just get little silver streaks and it'll just give me some texture. And I thought it was a very positive thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Has that inspired the grey kit today? You are seen? a
0: piece of work. I wore this for you because I know you like 90s football. And yeah, all you've yeah. done is slag it
1: off. No, I like it. I like it. It's nice. It's nice.
0: Do you have a moustache? If you're a taxi driver with a moustache, I'd be Even better. Oh, the sweet spot. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now, please give it up, for the How time Entertainment. Now, you may have seen some video clips in the week. Today's guest, this is incredible, is Hollywood A-lister, Nicholas Cage, who it turns out was delighted to be talking to a British broadcaster.
2: Well, I'm happy to be on your show, Matt. It's been a while. I have, I haven't, I have not been back to the United Kingdom in so long, and I miss it so much. I have a modest little cottage in uh, in Somerset that I've been really dreaming to get back to. In, in fact, I read about your cottage, and I read
0: about you going to that pub on New Year's Day and buying the locals a yeah. bottle of champagne. Is that, that true? That was a
2: lot of fun. Yeah, that's a true story. Yeah. Such nice people uh, in Somerset. you got to come back for Glastonbury in June. Paul McCartney's headlining. Well, that would be terrific. You know, I've never been to that festival. I, I, I went to Glastonbury because I love the way the, the, the green hills roll along and the oak trees. And I, I love the limestone architecture. And I just think the whole area is just so magical. But I've never been to the festival. Uh, I've always kind of uh, managed not to, to, to attend. And uh, maybe one day I, I will. I sure would love to see uh, Paul McCartney play.
0: Living in the southwest of England has its benefits because some of the food down there is incredible. I don't know if you've
2: ever tried a Philps Cornish pasty. Well, I love Cornish pasties. I don't know about Philps, but I used to have Cornish pasties Believe it or not, in Santa Monica, California, there was a place called the Yield King's Pub. Yeah, I used to go there as a child and have them. And they were just so delicious, you know, and I they were the perfect thing to put in your uh, lunch pail to go to school with. I, I enjoyed them so much. And what about Somerset cider and Somerset beer? Is that something you got oh, into? Oh, yeah. Then? No, uh, not so much beer. Cider, yes. Cheddar, cheese with cider. Oh, Trip to the Moon. So good. Oh, man. Well, we hope you we, you can come back soon and sample some local
0: delights. Um, obviously, before then, you've got a new film out, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is really, really
2: funny. And, oh, I'm glad you, you thought so. I'm happy oh, I to think it's, fantastic. it's been a while. It's been a while <laughs> since I've done a comedy, man. It's really good. But obviously, the film involves you
0: poking fun at yourself, really. Was that a comfortable thing to do? Wouldn't you
2: rather say taking the you know
0: what, I would, but I wasn't sure if that was okay. <laughs> okay.
2: No, yeah, well, it certainly was, yes. The, the movie is uh, like me and also very much unlike me. I, I'm playing a character that's more obsessed with his so-called career than he is with his uh, family. Well, I can tell you right now, there's no version of Nick Cage that doesn't want to spend time with his family or his children. And I never really looked at it as a career. I always looked at it as work. You know, this is work. I I always said I never had a career, I only had work, and I like it that way. The humor I think is pretty spot on. I, I do like to crack jokes about myself, and I also like to get a bit off the wall and try to make people laugh when I'm relaxing at home. So In that regard, it was a nice uh, return to to do some comedy again. You know, I've been doing all these uh, dramatic movies and I think somewhere along the way, Hollywood kind of forgot that I did movies like Raising Arizona.
0: Well, there are two big things I wanna ask you about. Firstly, in there you say that one of your favorite films is The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Now I Googled it after watching the film last night. It looks absolutely terrifying. I wasn't sure if that was a joke or if that was serious.
2: No, that's a true story, actually. That's pretty accurate. Uh, You know, believe it or not, my father, who was uh, a professor of uh, uh, comparative literature and also a tremendous uh, enthusiast of the arts, including cinema, he would play that movie. We had a little uh, 35-millimeter projector and a screen. And I was so young, like a child, four, five, six, and they play these terrifying black and white, old German expressionistic movies like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, like Nosferatu. And I'm telling you, they left an impression. And so I I became fascinated by that style of acting. It's it's a very demanding approach to film performance. It's very external, it's very, because you don't have sound, so you have to make all these large facial expressions and body and movements. And so, yeah, that's a fact. And I think uh, the movie holds up. If you ever do watch the whole thing, uh, it, it, it's, it's a remarkable bit of filmmaking. It's 100 percent, you know, on Rotten Tomatoes, Cabinet of Dr. Callagher. It, it, it stands the test of time.
0: Well, your film is currently 100 uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes as well, as we say in the UK. Not tomatoes. Yeah, it doesn't though. happen
2: very often.
0: <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, there's something else I noticed in the film. When you send a text, you put a full stop at the end of the message. I just think <laughs> that looks weird. Well,
2: I don't. I, I well, I think in the movie, I, at that point, am I not chemically altered on something? Yeah, you're stay at that but I'm texting. Moment. I think yeah. so. Yeah, the character has been given some so-called divine inspiration by Pedro's uh, hobby, so yeah. uh, I, I'm sure he's not doing anything appropriately at that point. But do you do that in real life? Do you put full stops at the end of your texts? No, I no, because it does look weird, doesn't
0: it? it? It something about it was visibly jarring. I felt,
2: and I don't, I don't use LOL. I don't, I just, I'm not a lol kind of guy. I just do ha, 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 or ah, ha, 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 ha. I take the time to put the whole thing out yes. as if I were actually laughing. And I don't use emojis. I just, you know I what? can't do, I can't bring myself to doing that, to do that. I'm so, because uh, I do the ha, ha, ha thing as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Because
0: long, I th- always think it looks sarcastic. You know, you get a oh, it just laugh.
2: It just looks, it just looks, absurd i mean lol lol you know i i i just lol what (laughs) i don't like it
0: i i'm gonna go on record with that you mentioned obviously your time in england earlier Uh, a great love in this country and on this show is football have you adopted an
2: english football or soccer team i'm sorry to tell you i haven't i'm too uh, I'm, i'm too boring i'm just into my movies i i I have my list here. This is what I was doing during football season. I was watching Curacao's Drunken Angel, The Bad Sleep Well, High and Low, "Dedesca Down, Through a Glass Darkly, Persona, The Virgin Spring, Cries and Whispers. That that was what I was doing. I should probably take a break from that and get into some football. Do you recommend anything that I should – any teams – Yes. We recommend a team
0: called Nottingham Forest, who you may have heard of. They used to be very good. We won the European Cup twice and we're on the verge of promotion back to the Premier League.
2: Well, that's congratulations. And uh, that's, that's that's a wonderful name to live up to. So, yeah, I'll check them out.
0: I mean, it's the sort of thing I can imagine a film being made about if it comes off. We have a wonderful manager called Steve Cooper. I mean, if someone got the right script, if a budget could be found... Would you play Steve Cooper in the Hollywood version of Forrest's promotion back to the Premier League?
2: Well, I can't answer that because I don't know anything really about Mr. Cooper. But I mean, I'm open to anything. If it's a good script, well, sure.
0: He's Welsh. Um, he's a fantastic football manager. Um, he's very charismatic. He's a, he's a great psychologist, a very
2: friendly man, a very kind man. I mean, these all feel like attributes I feel like you could channel. Well, thank you. Well, He sounds like a top man. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll look into it. If somebody has a script, send it my way.
0: <laughs> obviously, obviously, if it ends in failure, the film may not get made. So, I mean, this this could just be a, a pipe dream, Nicholas. But... Right. Pipe dreams
2: are good. I like pipe dreams. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not? <laughs> we got to dream about something, right? Especially yes. in this day and age. Nicholas, this has been an absolute
0: privilege. Thank you so much for joining us thank on Rock and Roll. Thanks for having Long. me, Matt. Thank you. Cheers, mate. I'll
2: see Cheers. you in the south by time. I hope so. I hope so. Kicking you into
1: shape, it's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's Watford 0, Brentford 1. The Hornets are going down, Matt. I've said it.
0: Whoa. There you go. He's called it. I've called it. The Hornets and the Canaries.
1: Yeah, definitely, innit? The Canaries are gone. And what about
0: Burnley? What do you think happens to them? <sighs> I, I want them that, to go down yeah. now, I think. I really like Sean Dyche and yeah, Ian Wone. I know and Steve Stone. It's all forest boys at Burnley. There's <laughs> like a little mini forest crew and now they've... Got rid of them,
1: and but uh, well, they're they to have a lovely summer, as we were saying off air. They're gonna, they're gonna have a whale of a time.
0: I mean, there must be. Part, if you're Sean Dyche, there must be part of you that's thinking, "Oh my God, I don't even have to worry about relegation now. I get my contract paid up in full, and it's like the first sunny day of the year. <laughs> the barbecue Sean Dyche is having today will be one of the best barbecues in the history of this country." But Ian
1: Wane's daughter's confirmed on Twitter they're in they're all in the back garden together drinking rosé. In the sunshine, that's it, contracts paid it's up, No of the work. Way,
0: it's best way to get fired, isn't it? Like <laughs> In no other job would you be delighted. <laughs> Sean, I'm very sorry. What, you, you're going to keep me up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're letting you go. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. But you still have to pay my contract, don't you? Yes, legally, yes.
1: <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
0: Clive has tweeted us. He said, I assume that was Matt doing a Nick Cage impression for most of that interview before realising it was really him. It really was Nick Cage, for the <laughs> you unbelievers out there.
1: Well, I, what I thought had happened was that you'd got Nick Cage, and he'd interview with Nick Cage and then just cut together to make it look like you were asking him questions. But then when he got into the forest stuff and the Steve Cooper, it became clear, I can vouch, it was Nick
0: Cage. Yeah, and the pasties. <laughs> I love Cornish pasties. I was so excited when he said that. I was like, oh, man. You know, it was one of those interviews where I felt like, had I asked a couple more questions in the right area, to go, you know what, you and me should hang out. I would love to come to England and eat Cornish pasties with you, Matt, and we can watch old forest videos on YouTube. I'd have been, oh my God, i going to dumb on something. YouTube. Oh, man. Oh, so, oh, just be my mate. What a treat that was. Oh, crikey.
1: Wembley, Scully, Manchester City, nil, Liverpool 3. You should see the scenes in the sun, the Liverpool fans dancing around, grown men holding their toddlers aloft. (laughs) That's the start of the Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There's a lot of... Every time Liverpool score, it cuts to a shot of a dad holding a child in the air.
0: There's some really funny shots of like children covering their ears because <laughs> Wembley's too loud to them. I, can really I think a lot of those kids are too young to be at that game. Yeah,
1: no, Don't you it's think? It's for it, the dad. It's for the
0: dad. It is, yeah. Uh, but Liverpool on fire. City just not in it at all.
1: Not in it. When that goal went in as well, you we just saw the City fans. They scored it at the City end, and the City fans just got up, straight down the concessions. Let's get a beer in. Let's make something of the day.
0: Would you uh, leave at this point if you're a City fan?
1: You never know.
0: It's the FA Cup semi final. It's the FA Cup semi final. I think it sounds good <laughs> in a slightly cockney. What are you,
1: Essex? Yeah, Cockney, Essex. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's an Rom- FA Cup semi final. Rumford. Rumford, mate. You
0: board. don't leave it half time, not if you're a proper <laughs> East End boy. You know? We stay to the end, you know what I mean? We're Irons and all that. Unless you want,
1: unless you want to beat the traffic.
0: Yeah, I mean, then I would leave it all time. Three <laughs> nil up, I'd leave it all time. I'd be in you know. traffic.
1: Uh, oh man, my uncle used to take me to games sometimes, and he would leave on the 80th minute. He would get there two out. He would get there two hours before. As soon as the gate opened, read the programme cover to cover, but then leave <laughs> on 80 minutes.
0: Barely he saw any of the game. He
1: just sat there reading. You know, there was once we went to West Ham ever, and we were two nil up. We we left on 80 minutes. Go back to the car, turned on the radio, on it was two two. It finished. <sighs>
0: You can't take the risk. That's I remember lot. once we played Chelsea's just a few years ago. I think it was in the league. We got them in various cup competitions regularly. I think we were three or four nil down after like 25 minutes. Should we just go for a career. And we were sat in the Chelsea end. There was a guy with his laptop out. Checking his emails during the game, and then just Americans. Round us going, "Hey buddy, was there a goal? Hey shoot, is he outside? Hey buddy, what's an outside?" <laughs> just going to get a curry. Yeah. Something annoyed you this week? Need to get it off your chest? Email it to football at absoluteradio.co.uk,
1: and one of the roy's
0: will rant about it. Hodgson and Keane at your service.
1: Roy's rants on rock and roll football. Okay, let's summon the spirits. Now, Emily tweeted us and wants to know what Roy thinks about men who walk down the street with their shirts off when the sun is out. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I've got to tell you, I'm a big fan of it. I think the gentleman should be always be queen-shaven, I don't even speak about that today, queen-shaven, tucked in, a uh, double cuff shirt with cufflinks, tie, nice tie. Only oh, take it off and give him permission, uh, perhaps by a uh, uh, lady or, oh, you know, uh, an employer. Walk walking well with your shirt off, I mean, he's yubbery. Yeah, I think the police should come down here a ton of bricks. It's basically pornography in the street. Oh, flash my body about And it's always the ugliest blokes, isn't it? It's never the ones you want to look at. You know, I mean, maybe these days people have six packs and pics or whatever. When I was growing up, I've got to tell you, oh, dear me. Like a German building site. All these fat, geordie men with their bellies out. Lobster burn. No factor 50 in the 80s, mate. Oh, you slap a bit of vegetable oil on you. You know, hope for the best, you know. <sighs> Smelt quite nice, actually. <laughs> so, uh, on occasion, I, I did consider turning myself into a big pork scratching and uh, licking my hairy belly.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Mrs words so her she said, you, ba- you basted yourself what? <laughs> I said, oh, I'll run a marathon, I'll get my personal baste, I'll do it. But uh, She didn't laugh, she didn't see the funny side. She said, you turn yourself into a big pork scratching, pull yourself together, I, I won't go out with you no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put on my shirt and it. I would... So I'm against it, to be honest. Even if actually, I tell you now, I, put, I actually preferred it in the 70s when it was real men with their big men boobs and beer bellies, because then it, there was no vanity involved. You know, no one's showing that off. No one's going, Ooh, you know, look at this, you know. But now, many were ripped. It's like a fashion parade, it's like some sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of mating ritual where men with these, you know, perfect bodies are swanning round as if to say, ha, you know, you ain't got a body like this, have you, boy? No, <laughs> you ain't had a queer like mine now, have you, boy? You know? And I can have a body like that, it's just a matter of effort, isn't it? <laughs> See that picture of Arsene Wenger with his shirt off?
1: Oh, unbelievable.
0: Ooh, washboard stomach, innit? But, uh, you know... He is currently unemployed. So, you know, <laughs> who, who's laughing now, Arson? You know, me, fully employed. Why, Hodgson with my shirt and tie on, dressed You know, because you never know when you're going to pass the church. You can't walk past of God with your belly out. You know, they disrespect these people. They don't want me mad. So, this Easter, please, keep your shirt on, no matter what the weather. And if you're attending a barbecue, remember, full suit. <laughs> <laughs> tie and cufflinks. <laughs> that is why the gentleman's advice. Rock and Roll Football podcast done. Well, that was the podcast which included
1: Hollywood a lister,
0: my mate Nick, (laughs) and um, more importantly, the man, the myth, and legend, Chris Cole.
1: Thanks, and I'm glad we cleared up that Big Sam does look like Tom Selleck. We can. That's done now. That's settled.
0: And not only that, Nick Cage wants to play Steve Cooper (laughs) in the Hollywood story of Nottingham Forest, and he loves Cornish pasties. Yeah. isn't that great when you have a pasty this week as I'm sure you all will just reflect that that is the staple diet of one of Hollywood's leading men <laughs> and just reflect about just having that wonderful thing in common with
1: and Nick. I'm really excited about the potential of a Nottinghamshire like local paper leading with the headline Nicolas Cage wants to pay Steve Cooper
0: it's got to happen and I'm sure it will now thank you for downloading this leave a review share it and wide happy Easter by the way have a great Easter weekend yeah Any Easter plans, Scully? Uh,
1: Might do an egg hunt, but as we discovered on this show, it's not a good idea to place them outside in Mm. this heat. But you can do it
0: inside. Just put them all in the fridge.
1: Yeah, put them all in the fridge. Just tie them on different shelves. Just one note, they're all in the fridge.
0: Great. (laughs) Happy Easter, everyone. (laughs)